You're listening to the BBM Global Network with 25 years in broadcast audio and video production. Our passionate team creates content and marketing for the world of Internet talk radio. If you've got a passion, come join us at BBMGlobalNetwork.com. The BBM Global Network. Your voice is now heard. and think there must be more than this to life are you looking for more joy freedom and purpose in your life this is living a courageous authentic life with your host jennifer monahan many of us may be focused on getting ahead and achieving our goals but we may soon realize that something is missing jennifer was there and now she's here to help you reclaim your personal power find joy and realize your full potential now, please welcome the host of Living a Courageously Authentic Life, Jennifer Monahan. Welcome, everyone. You're listening to Living a Courageously Authentic Life. We're coming to you live from BBM Global Network and TuneIn Radio, and I'm your host, Jennifer Monahan. You know, in past shows, we have talked about what happens when, uh, at least from my experience as a shaman, what happens when a person passes on to the other side? And we, we had a wonderful guest, Irene Weinberg, who talked about the communication she had with her husband after he passed on and how that shaped her life. Today, we're going to continue that conversation about the afterlife uh, and specifically talking about how to connect with people who have passed on into the afterlife. And I have a special guest with us today, uh, Rebecca Austin Clausen, sorry, is an occupational therapist. She's an author, an inspirational speaker, and a Reiki master teacher. Her first book, because she's in the process of writing her second one, her first book is Changemaker, How My Brother's Death Woke Up My Life, and it was released two years ago. She's been married for over 30 years, she's raised two adult sons, and she's currently in the process of visiting all of the national parks in the United States with her husband, Jeff, while she at the same time goes and markets her book and talks about her experience with communicating and connecting with people who have passed on. So, Becky, hi. Welcome to the show. How are you today? Oh, terrific. I'm totally thrilled to talk with you. It's great fun. I am so excited to have you on the show because I know, you know, this idea of what happens after we die and, um, you know, are our loved ones completely gone from us is something that most people have questions about. And I know our listeners are very excited to hear about you and your story. So let's just jump in. I mean, let's start first with your book. So tell us about your book. Again, the title is Changemaker, How My Brother's Death Woke Up My Life. What's it about? Well, my brother passed on at the age of 37, and this was about 20 years ago. And I was filled with grief. I couldn't believe that I, I had a brother that died at, at 37 years old. And about six weeks after he passed, I was riding my horse through a Christmas tree farm. And it's a Boston accent. Sorry, you're going to hear that. But anyway, I was riding Love my Boston horse. Boston accent. 
Okay, great. Um, I was riding my horse through this Christmas tree farm, which I love the symbolism of that. And it was a beautiful day. It was the first time that I felt joy. And so I I said to the universe, thank you for a beautiful day. We had just had a frost and icicles were sparkling and rainbows were around. And I closed my eyes and there was my brother. And he was in human form. He was wearing a black and red plaid flannel shirt, dungarees and sandals. And I started to talk with him. I had no psychic or spiritual experience at all. And so when I Mm -hmm. talked with him, um, I was I was actually verbally communicating, and then I realized that all I had to do was to send thought, and he was great, and I was great, and so after a moment, I looked behind him, and there were my grandparents who had passed, a friend of his and Oz, Edward, who had passed, um, a friend of mine, Holly, who had passed, and two dozen other people, and it was the first time, Jennifer, that I actually believed that life is eternal, and it was a wonderful experience, wow. and so that was it was absolutely terrific. Wow. Wow. So you, you trusted what you were receiving and it almost sounds like it was a reunion of pretty much everybody that you had lost showing up for you in this Christmas tree farm while you were riding a horse. It was, it was, it was absolutely incredible. And so what happened was I sat there on top of the horse and thought, Oh my gosh. And my life totally transformed at that moment. And then I went to look for a teacher and had no idea how to find one, but I ended up finding a teacher and it was a wonderful year, which is what change maker talks about. It talks about me finding a teacher and then sharing how I learned how to do this again and again and again. It was fantastic. Wow. And just just so our listeners uh, can understand the journey that you went on, when you mentioned, you know, you were looking for a teacher, what kind of a teacher were you looking for and why? You know, Jennifer, I knew nobody that talked with um, so-called dead people. And so I had no idea. And it was my first experience with really trusting my instincts and trusting my gut. And so I went to the library and walked up and down the uh, corridors, had no idea really what category I should look in, and that didn't work. And then I went to the health food store and looked on the bulletin boards, and that didn't work. And and I just asked the universe, I said, please send me a teacher. I'd like to learn how to communicate with my brother again. And a Mm -hmm. friend of mine, I had a, a big business at the time, she came in and she said, Becky, I met someone that, that I think you'd like. And she said, I said, well, who is it? And she said, it's a shaman. And I didn't know what a shaman was. And I said, well, what's a shaman? And she said, well, one of the things shamans do is believe that everything that's natural in life has energy. And so I called up the shaman. We met and I ended up apprenticing with her for three to six hours a week for a year. And it was a glorious experience. Her name's Nancy Ariel. And it was fantastic. Wow. Wow. So this happened 20 years ago that your brother passed away. Um, and it sounds like you've been doing a lot of work so that you can, in fact, continue to communicate with your brother and others. What made you publish your book now after so much time had gone on? It's a great question. I, I'm an occupational therapist and I'm science driven and and I, I was, I was in the uh, owner of a, a large business. I ended up, um, gosh, having hundreds of therapists and thousands of clients. And and I didn't think it was a great idea to to have it publicly known that I was talking to people that had passed on. And so I kept that quiet. But meanwhile, I 
I uh, research this whole area thoroughly as far as after-death communication and how does it work, and, and I still continued with it, and it was, a, it was a wonderful experience. And then about two years ago, I said to my chief financial officer, his name's Bob, I said, Bob, my soul is crying out for me to publish this book. And he said, well, Becky, I'd be glad to continue your business if you think I can do it. And it was such a mm-hmm. wonderful offer because we worked together for 20 years and he, uh, he, I sold the company to him and he's continued and it's been great. And it's been really, um, a joyful experience where I could now follow my passion and, and publish this book and, and it's been received really well. So, so that's what happened. You know, it's interesting, and, and we've talked about this a little bit on the show um, in, in previous shows, but this idea of being authentic and true, and I'll say even vulnerable to who we are, um, it can be scary announcing something about ourselves, especially if that something about ourselves is a little a little out of the ordinary, you know, and I went through that myself. So I understand what you're saying about, gee, I wanted to keep it separate from my work. You know, I was doing my shamanic work for quite some time on, you know, weekends and evenings type of thing, and then working full time as a, as a business strategy consultant. And I did everything I possibly could to keep the two worlds completely separate because I was worried about how my clients would receive me and what they would think of me. And if somehow by me sharing this aspect of myself, this authentic piece of me, that somehow I would be rejected or even scorned for it. Did you feel those feelings as well? Was was that what held you back? Yes. That's exactly the way I, I thought okay. I would be rejected. I thought people would think I had lost my mind. And so when I, when I published Changemaker, I, um, one of the reasons why I have hundreds of resources and references in the book is I thought, you know, if people think I am Just a, to validate. I'm, I, right, I, I've lost Great. my mind. At least they'll think I'm a well-read imbecile. And we're going to stop right here. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we'll continue hearing about your journey and how you talk with people in the afterlife. Stay tuned, everyone. Dr. Rob Moyer is the director of the Ocean River Institute, and he is passionate about saving the ocean by helping dolphins suffering from nitrogen pollution. Nitrogen is a dangerous pollutant, affecting our oceans, altering ocean ecosystems, and contributing to global warming. The Ocean River Institute provides opportunities to make a difference and encourages people to go the distance for savvy stewardship of a greater and bluer planet Earth. Partnered with organizations from Massachusetts to Florida, Alaska to the Caribbean, the Ocean River Institute's mission is to foster involvement in conservation and environmental monitoring by facilitating grassroots efforts at local and regional levels. Hello, I'm Rob Moyer of the Ocean River Institute. Please visit our website at oceanriver.org. Sign up for free e-alerts. You may call us at 617-661-6647. Our email address is info at Ocean River. Become informed and then act with us. Thank you. America is out of control. Today's capitalism and the approach to money is in fact a symptom of a more widespread pattern of excessive behavior. In his book, The Culture of Excess, How America Lost Self-Control and Why We Need to Redefine Success, clinical psychologist Dr. Jay Slosar portrays an America where excess fuels the drive to succeed. 
Dr. Slosar examines the cultural factors that lead to excess ranging from obesity to fraud to pervasive budget deficits. His book examines the powerful economic and social factors and their impact on our psychological well-being. Dr. Slosar explores the psychological impact of increasing narcissism, perfectionism, self-destruction, and our identity confusion. He offers recommendations for helping Generation Me become Generation We. Those who resist Slosar's message will want to avoid his discussion of regulation and his recent message that at this point, democracy must be more important than today's capitalism. Get his book now online or by visiting thecultureofexcess.com. And we're back. I'm your host, Jennifer Monahan, and we're coming to you live from BBM Global Network and TuneIn Radio. You're listening to Living a Courageously Authentic Life, and today we have special guest with us. Uh, we are talking about connecting with people who have passed on to uh, the afterlife, and Becky Austell Clausen has had quite a bit of experience in that and has been communicating with not only her brother, but others for the past 20-something years. And she summarized all of this, her experience in learning how to do this in her first book, Changemaker, How My Brother's Death Woke Up My Life. Becky, I am so excited that you're on and uh, sharing with us. Just before the break, we were talking about how when we have something happen to us like this that's out of the ordinary, we, um, we sometimes hide it because we worry that, um, that people will reject us or make fun of us or think that we're crazy and that somehow it will, will hurt our, our lives. And you were sharing that when you wrote your book, you put a, a lot of references in there just to validate what, uh, what you were saying. I guess my question for you, Becky, is this idea of talking with people in, in the afterlife. I think a lot of people want to do it. It seems like some people can do it. Is this a, a gift that is only available to a few people or can anyone do this? Jennifer, that's an excellent question. And if I can do this with no psychic or spiritual experience, my premise is that anybody can. And a lot of it comes right down to believing that it's possible. Because what happened when my brother passed is I knew he was going to pass for a couple of years. And I found myself in the bookstores, New Age section, spiritual section. And I started to read all sorts of books about um, people passing on and after death communication. And I had absolutely no idea this was even possible. But by reading a lot of the literature, it opened my mind up so that when my brother David did appear, I fully accepted it. And so one of the things that has happened is that when I wrote my story, it, it does share my journey. But at the end of every chapter is what's called an illumination. And that's about two or three pages of thoughts, suggestions, activities, and a little bit of advice if people are interested in replicating that particular component of the chapter. And so it's been really fun to, to listen to people say, gee, you know, I tried some of those activities and they actually worked. And it's been, um, yeah. it's been delightful. A couple of months ago, I started a, um, a free online course and it's on my website and it's called Rebecca's After Death Communication Course. And it's seven mm -hmm. modules and people can take it at their leisure. And it's, it's, uh, it's, it comes out every four days. And so every four days, people will get a, a, um, a module that's, that's sent online and it's, um, it's been received really well. And so, 
yes, I absolutely believe that anybody can communicate with the afterlife. And that's what I've been traveling around the country talking to people about. And the response has been excellent. Wow. Wow. You know, it's similar again to shamanism. And I know you and I have talked about this, but when a shaman goes on a shamanic journey, um, they have to first be open that it's possible. Right. And and that what they're seeing and receiving, uh, what the messages are, what happens during that session is real as opposed to something you're making up in your mind. And, and like you, I believe that pretty much anyone can do a shamanic journey. Uh, They may not want to work as a shaman, but they can connect with themselves and connect with their higher self and their guides through a shamanic journey. But this idea of believing first is critical. Um, what I, I'm hearing I you say, agree. oh, sorry, go ahead. Yeah. Yeah. And what no, I'm was, hearing you say I, is, go ahead. I was just going to say, yes, I absolutely <laughs> agree. And the, um, the, the shamanic journey is so similar, if not the same with after death communication. And at this point, I have to say your book, Jennifer, this triple change your life, a shaman story of spirit evolution is fabulous because you relate so many of the experiences that you had that are really very, um, very um, understandable and meaningful and it works. And so, yes, I see a huge connection between shamanism and after death communication and it works really well, nicely together. Yeah. Yeah. And like you said, I believe anybody can do this as long as they are open to it. Um, now you mentioned earlier that you start, you, you went and looked for a teacher and you found a shaman and you worked with that shaman for a year on a very regular basis. Can you give a little bit more information about, you know, what you learned during that process? Oh, sure. It was totally awesome. Um, one of the, one of the major resources that, that the woman that I learned from, um, used was called the found is called the foundation for shamanic studies. And they have all sorts of workshops, um, weekend workshops, they have certification courses and the foundation for shamanic, shamanic studies was started by a, um, a fellow by the name of Dr. Michael Hanna. And he's an anthropologist. And and I was getting a little far out. We were learning all sorts of uh, journeying techniques about animal spirits, about crystals, about how to communicate with loved ones. And I thought, oh, my gosh, this is really real. And so I decided to actually learn from the source and flew out to California where Dr. Michael Hanner was. And I love the course. It was, he starts with what's called a basic, uh, basic core course of shamanism. And it was a weekend course. And when he said that he used to teach at the new school of social research in New York city, that's where my uncle, um, is a chancellor was a chancellor. And he was at the time in charge of all the, um, adult education. And so I called up my uncle and I said, uncle Allen, you know somebody by the name of Dr. Michael Hanner, and he said, "Oh yes, Becky, he's very well known in, sh- in shamanism, and he's a good guy." And so, having that external validation, even though in my heart I knew that it was good, but having Uncle Alan say, "Yes, he's a good fellow, mm-hmm. and you don't have to worry anything about it," it was so validating. So it's been really, it's been yeah. really a, a wonderful journey. Wow. 
Wow. You know, it's interesting. I didn't realize I read your book as well and loved it. Um, but I didn't realize that you were working with the Foundation of Shamanic Studies because I have worked with them as well. And one of the things that I think is so inspiring uh, with that program and with shamanism as a whole is the synchronicities that occur around the world. So shamanism, as you know, has been around forever. Uh, since probably the beginning of mankind, at least tens of thousands of years. And yet there is a a common thread behind all of it. We're going to take another quick break. When we come back, Becky, I'd love to hear more about how this changed your life. And if anybody's listening and they have questions or comments, give us a call at 866-451-1451. Stay tuned. For over 50 years, Evelyn Stapula has been a loving advocate for people with disabilities throughout the state of Pennsylvania. President and founder of Big Heart Bridges, her organization actively campaigns for legislation and support of civil liberties that meet the needs of disabled individuals with housing, transportation, and employment. Ms. Stapula has joined forces with a variety of esteemed organizations that advocate for the disabled. She serves on the board of the United Cerebral Palsy of Pittsburgh and the Governor's Cabinet and Advisory Committee for People with Disabilities, and she is a consultant for the Pennsylvania Governor's Conference for Women. Her many efforts have led to the implementation of a transportation program for the disabled with the Access Paratransit System of Allegheny County. Evelyn Stapoulis strives daily to serve the interests of the disabled, to protect their freedoms, and enable them to live normal public lifestyles. To learn more, please call 412-491-2605 or email Evelyn at ers92645 at verizon.net. Attorney Renee Marie Smith is changing the way we sell real estate. She wrote a series of books called My Short Sale Guru Guides for all real estate practitioners. Whether you're a homeowner wanting to understand the process, an agent who has been handling short sales for years, or an industry analyst wanting to know how short sales impact your business, Renee uses her vast real estate experience to take a comprehensive look at the recent market phenomena while relaying it in an easy-to-understand format. Through her company, Smith Title Services, Renee has counseled thousands of short sale participants and processed in excess of a thousand short sales. Her knowledge is transformational for real estate professionals and laymen alike, and her live presentations provide people the opportunity to ask specific questions about their issues. Buy her books and schedule her to speak at your next event. Visit www.smithtitleservices.com or call 305-705-3428 or email her at renee at smithtitleservices.com. Isn't it time to sell your property today? Learn the My Short Sale Guru way. Welcome back. I'm your host, Jennifer Monahan, and we're coming to you live from BBM Global Network and TuneIn Radio. You're listening to Living a Courageously Authentic Life, and today we have a special guest with us. We have Becky Austin Clawson. Austin Clawson, I'm so sorry, Becky. When I try to say it fast, I blur it all together. Um, and she's talking about her book, Changemaker, How My Brother's Death Woke Up My Life, and connecting with people who passed on into the afterlife. And we've been talking a lot about her experience in doing so. So, Becky, thrilled to have you on the show. And I believe we have a caller. Cindy, are you with us as well? I am. Can you hear me okay? I can. How are you? 
I'm wonderful. I, I wanted to acknowledge uh, this topic today and how very important it is. Um, you know me a long time, Jennifer, Becky, it's a pleasure to meet you. There can never be enough conversations like this, in my opinion. Um, it has been a, a fascinating one in my family for as long as I can remember. Um, my father transitioned in February of 2015 and has communicated with me pretty regularly up until the first year of that transition. And so, um, and then it, it's been very sporadic and it was almost like a second level of grief uh, that second year because it seemed like he transitioned again. Um, but I wanted to know the title of your book again and the name of that particular online course that you were referring to. Well, sure. And it's wonderful talking with you. And first of all, I'm very sorry about your father passing, but I'm glad you've been able to have a continuing relationship with him. So, so way to go. Um, the name of my book is Changemaker, How My Brother's Death Woke Up My Life. And the course is um, under my website name, which is my name, and it's sort of a long name, but it's just the regular website, www, and then it's Rebecca, and it's spelled R-E-B-E-C-C-A, Austell, A-U-S-T-I-L-L, Clausen, C-L-A-U-S-E-N. So it's RebeccaAustellClausen.com. That's the website. And if you go to the homepage, right up in the upper right-hand corner, it'll say um, Rebecca's After Death Communication Course, and you just click on that, and then it'll it'll automatically um, populate and um, you'll have these seven lessons. Wonderful. Wonderful. D d thank you very much. And thank you for having the courage to come forward when you did years ago to share the gift that you have. And I loved the question uh, that Jennifer had said earlier about, you know, can anyone do this? And I've always believed that anyone could. Um, as I said, in my family, it's been a topic long for, I mean, I can remember being four years old and it was something we always talked about. And back in, I'm 54, so certainly many years before it was even safe to talk about something like this. But my father was a very strong believer in it. So that first year of his transition, it was no surprise really that he came through as consistently and as um, ridiculously intensely <laughs> that he did. Um, when it was about the 14th month, uh, 13th, 14th month, it it, it all it seemed like he transitioned again like it seemed like what I've read and learned that he went to another level and he wasn't around as intensely as he had been um, and I felt myself have to deal with another level of grief so I certainly have heard, seen communication from him since then it's just not as regular I'm looking at a picture of him now and I wish that I could make it regular again um, I know he's busy and he has things to do um, but I'll keep working on it and I'll work on your courses because maybe that's the next level for me. You know, the um, thanks for sharing all of that. To me, the the um, the continuing concept of love, sharing love with your dad, sharing love with other people that have passed on, he absolutely will receive it regardless of um, how long he passed. Like he will always receive that love. And you know, it's sort of interesting to think about your dad and the time frame you mentioned fourteen months. Where your dad is, there's absolutely no time. And so here on earth, we're very limited by time. And I mean, gosh, we, we count time in seconds and minutes, and certainly by hours. But where your dad is, there's no time. And so even though it seems like 
he um, he transitioned to a higher level, which he probably did. It for him, it's an all continuing process where we're more aware of what the time differential is. And so feel free to keep communicating with your dad and sending him love and keeping yourself open to the signs from your dad because he's always there. Thank you. Thank you so much. I look forward to looking at the website and certainly working on the courses. Thanks. And thanks, John. As always, the topic is fabulous. <laughs> Thank you. Thanks, Cindy. Nice thanks for calling in. Thank you. Thank you. Um, it's always wonderful when Cindy calls in. She, she adds such a great perspective to every show. So appreciate uh, the call in, Cindy. Before we took you know, the break, Jennifer, and, if, if, sorry, if go you ahead. Don't mind, yes. just, um, it's, it sure. was so interesting where, where Cindy was talking about the fact that, that since she was four years old, she always talked about after-death communication. We never in my family talked about it, ever. And so, gosh, I was thinking, wow, that's amazing to have that as a subject of conversation. Now my children have had that as part of their life, but I never had that. So the so way to go, Cindy, for having such a forward-thinking parents. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, well, forward-thinking definitely and open and willing yeah. to accept what you can't see. And, you know, kudos to you for making it open for your children, because I think the more we have these types of conversations where we we explore the things that are not tangible in our world, I think the more we can connect to our own spirituality and our own growth. Absolutely. I, I totally agree. You know, I just um, last week was a wonderful conference called um, International Association for Near-Death Studies annual conference, and it was out in Seattle. And there were about 400 people there, and a third of them were what's called experiencers. And that's what you and I would be, Jennifer. We'd be considered experiencers mm -hmm. because we've had communication with our loved ones. We've had spiritual transformative experiences. This um, conference was filled with physicians, neuroscientists, and researchers, and it was so wow. validating to listen to 400 people have the similar interests, similar characteristics, similar thoughts about life and the continuation of life. It was fantastic. And next year, I'm so excited because it's about 20 minutes from where I live in, in Pennsylvania, and so it'll be wow. on Labor Day. So that'll be great fun. Okay. That sounds amazing. I want to hear more about this after we take the break. Uh, folks, we'll be back uh, in a couple minutes. Call with your questions, 866-451-1451. Stay tuned. Do you battle with weight loss? There is a solution. Founder of Weight No More Consulting, Deborah Simons, can help you lose weight safely and effectively through weight loss surgery. I know. I had the surgery two years ago, and I am 135 pounds lighter and medication-free. This full-service weight loss center caters to your every need as you navigate to a healthy weight following surgery. Servicing all of Canada, Weight No More Consulting takes pride in its compassionate care and guides you through each step before and after surgery. Starting with informational meetings, Weight No More Consulting educates each potential client before they decide to have surgery on the health risks of obesity and the various weight loss surgeries available. After surgery, Weight No More Consulting provides a solid support system with ongoing meetings to ensure continued success. Deborah Simons and Weight No More Consulting are committed to promoting your health and wellness through maintaining a healthy weight for life. 
The earliest human societies worshipped a female goddess. Little is known about this time because we did not always have a written recorded history. It was around 3100 BC when the Sumerians invented the first written language and everything that preceded this time is prehistory. The prehistorical record includes all of women's unwritten history from 30,000 BC to the time that men began achieving political power around 3000 BC. Male feminist artist Kimberly Berg maintains a strong position in educating and inspiring both men and women through his devotional art to the goddess in all women. Studying their history is paramount to understanding who women were and who they would become later living in a patriarchal society. To learn more about this important time in our history, go to www.isisrising.net. Welcome back. I'm your host, Jennifer Monahan, and we're coming to you live from BBM Global Network and TuneIn Radio. You're listening to Living a Courageously Authentic Life, and today we are talking with Rebecca Austell Clausen, author of Changemaker, How My Brother's Death Woke Up My Life, on connecting with people who have passed on uh, to the afterlife. And Becky, just before the break, first off, so excited you're here, uh, but just before the break, you were sharing, you were at a conference in Seattle uh, just a couple weeks ago where there were 400 people talking about the afterlife and connecting with the afterlife and that most of those people were people that we would call, um, I'm going to say professionals, doctors and surgeons and nurses and people who typically are, uh, I don't want to say typically are not uh, connected to that kind of of concept of communicating with the afterlife. Uh, but their their teaching is one that's very factual and yet they're combining the factual with the spiritual now would that be an yes. accurate assessment it absolutely was and so the the um a major subject a major subject of the international association of near death studies it's i a n d s dot org um is that the mind is separate from the brain and we've always, or at least as a, as a science-based occupational therapist, I've always sort of thought that the mind is, is connected to the brain. But there are so many studies, like hundreds of studies, very good, valid research studies out there that were presented throughout the uh, four-day conference that show when a person's either in a coma or their brain is, is non-functioning, that a number of these people have had very stimulating, uh, believable, uh, real experiences where they've had what's called a near-death experience, where they've talked with loved ones, they've traveled to a different uh, realm, very similar to like a shamanic realm, um, mm-hmm. where people have been able to, to communicate with with others that have passed on, whether they're human or not human, and they've had major experiences, even though their body was essentially flatlined. And so it's wow. been really quite interesting to to see the meld between spirituality and science that's happening. And the question now, at least that was presented at the International Association of Near-Death Studies, was not our spiritual transformative experiences real or not 
is a near-death experience real? But now that they have been proven to be real, what are we going to do as far as humankind with this information? Because a lot of people have very similar characteristics, such as they're very um, comfortable with the word love. They're kind. Mm -hmm. They um, are very communicative with one another. They feel a, a sense of connectedness with the whole world. And it's been really quite quite a validating experience to come back from that conference. It was fantastic. Well, and it's interesting because you mentioned that, you know, you, this story of your brother's passing is 20 years old and you, you didn't share it for a while uh, because you were concerned about how you would be received about it. And now your life is completely different. Uh, You moved uh, from being a a self-proclaimed workaholic to a person today who moves in a different world and you, it sounds like, have actually combined the two worlds, the science and the spirit together, much as you mentioned you were hearing at this conference. How difficult has that been uh, as you you began communicating with loved ones who have passed and, and bringing those two worlds together? It's a, it's a great question. It was, for me, it was not difficult. But I had, I felt like I had two parts of my, of my brain, really, where I would, um, I was a workaholic. I still probably can be considered one. And I would get up very early, about three o'clock in the morning and go to work for four hours. And so I would be very focused on work. And at seven o'clock, I would leave work and then I would go ride my horse. And that's where I um, had wonderful meditative experiences, shamanic journeys, all sorts of communication. It was absolutely fantastic. And then at 11 o'clock, I would stop doing that and I would go back to work. And so I had these two parts of my brain and it was fine. Um, But it was really quite curious to to be holding in this section of my life that I really was not comfortable sharing except for very um, close friends and family. And I'm very lucky in that when I did share this with my family, they were they were okay with it. They didn't think mm-hmm. that I had lost my mind or whatever. They were okay. But, you know, 20 years ago, this was not as common as it is now. There is a big, huge resurgence um, of spiritual, of the meld of spirituality and science nowadays. And so it's been really mm-hmm. fun to, to see that. So the timing, I think, for me to publish my book, Changemaker, was good. Okay. Okay. So really, it almost sounds like you were ahead of the curve in terms of society and their perception on this spirituality. Um, and you, you held it close and you practiced and you worked. And then when you felt the timing was right, you brought it forward and combined them together. Pretty much. That's just what happened. And so I feel very lucky, you know, when, when we do have these spiritual experiences, I feel that we, we start to trust ourselves more and we trust our, trust our instincts. And I also pretty much communicate on a um, essentially all the time with, with what we can call spirit guides or whatever you want to call yeah. it. Like I'll ask, I'll say, so is this a good idea now or whatever? And we have ultimately, I'm the one in charge of my own destiny, but I always do check in with, with my guides and see what they have to say. And then I'll make the final decision. But, but yes, the timing was right um, for change maker to come out just a couple of years ago. Right. Right. And it's interesting that you mentioned that you're basically in communication with your guides and your ancestors at all times. Now, can you share with our listeners a little bit about what that is like for you? Sure. 
it's wonderful. Um, I've been meditating now for 20 years, and I had no idea what meditation even was. But I initially, I found myself breathing very deeply and very um, slowly. And for four months, I was unaware that that was a form of meditation. But a lot of times I'll go out, I was going out into the woods with my horse, but I would go out into the backyard and I'd find a wonderful tree and I would lean against the tree and I would, I would just deep breathe. And I started to get a lot of communication through, um, through my, through, I would hear in my head for me, it's, I hear things. And so I would hear Mm -hmm. words and messages. And sometimes I'd get visuals like I did with when I saw my brother, but most of the time I'd hear it. And it's a, it's a joyful experience. It's, it's fun. I think it's absolutely a blast to be able to, to talk with entities from, from the other realms. It's, it's, uh, it's, uh, it's very invigorating and exciting. And when this first started happening, I would think, now really, am I schizophrenic? Like what is going on here? But as an occupational therapist, I am pretty well aware of um, what the what the reality check is, and I would know what time it is, and who I am, and where right. I was, and what the day was, and so it, it's worked out fine. Ah, that's wonderful. We're going to take another quick break. Uh, if any of our listeners have questions or comments, they can give us a call at eight six six four five one. 1451. We will be right back. Stay tuned. Essential Nutrients LLC is the brainchild of entrepreneur Barbara Burns. Inspired by a desire to help others, Barbara worked with a team of scientists to develop unique nutritional liquid supplements with the goal to improve the quality of your life. Glucosamine, zinc, and calcium are essential to well being, and this is the focus of Essential Nutrients LLC. Whether you're a professional athlete, weekend warrior, student, business owner, or homemaker, Essential Nutrients offers products for everyone, including the family pet. And they're easy to take, no pills. Health requires commitment, exercise, a good diet, proper supplementation, and action. So take action today and get your supply of essential liquid nutrients by visiting www.essential-liquids.com. Don't put off your health any longer. Take essential products today and start to measure the difference. Introducing BetterHomeAndGarden.com. That's www.BetterHomeAndGarden.com with just the letter N in Better Home and Garden. BetterHomeAndGarden.com offers you the highest quality products on the market that are environmentally safe and effective and to make them available to you at the lowest possible prices. BetterHomeAndGarden.com understands that kind of creativity and do-it-yourself attitude. Thus, we developed our website, BetterHomeAndGarden.com. BetterHomeAndGarden.com offers you the following products right online. Bath, bedding, collectibles, craft, sewing and hobby, food and beverage, furniture, home decor, kitchen and dining, lamps and lighting, large appliances, musical instruments, outdoor cooking, patio items, pet supplies, plant and garden, rug and floor coverings, small appliances, travel and luggage, and so much more. Better Home and Garden is an online retailer offering a wide variety of high-quality brand-name merchandise at discount prices. Our service is personal, and we aim to please. Visit us at www.betterhomeandgarden.com. Make your home your own. Welcome back. You're listening to Living a Courageously Authentic Life. We're coming to you live from BBM Global Network and TuneIn Radio. I'm your host, Jennifer Monahan, and today we are talking with a special guest, Becky Austell Clausen, who is author of Changemaker, How My Brother's Death Woke Up My Life. And we're talking about connecting with people who have passed on uh, onto the afterlife. 
And Becky has shared with us today her journey in doing so uh, and how she connects with people who have passed on. Becky, it is great to have you on the show. And I know we've been talking a lot about communicating with the afterlife, but there's one part of your book that I think is probably one of the funniest stories in your book. And that's when you met a fairy, uh, like Tinkerbell kind of fairy, uh, during one of your spiritual connections. And then you told your colleagues about it um, at a conference. Can you share with everybody that story and how it was received? Sure. It's a, it is a humorous story. Um, I was getting ready to lead a corporate retreat and I woke up real early in the morning, about five o'clock. And I decided to, to go out into the, um, into the woods. We were, we were right on a lake and it was quite lovely and cold. It was about January. And so there was snow on the ground and I went out and I just wanted to, to gather my my senses together to get ready to leave this corporate retreat. And there was a beautiful um, tree and it had a lovely branch over the water. And so I thought, gosh, it would be wonderful to go sit on that branch. And then I decided that, you know, I, that was not an appropriate action because I needed to be more corporate, but it was so early in the morning, nobody would see me. And so I ended up sitting on the branch. And as a kid, I used to sit on trees and sit in trees all the time. So I sat on the branch and then it felt wonderful to just lie down. And I had never mm-hmm. done this before, but what happened was I ended up shape-shifting into this branch and I could actually feel the heart of the tree and I could feel uh. the sap and I could feel the energy and it was spectacular. And I had wow. never, ever, ever done that. And so then I decided that, well, maybe I can feel the water. And so the water was frozen and I was able to feel the ice crackling and sparkling. And then I, I actually was able to connect with a, a uh, it was gosh, about a nine inch bass. And so this, it was a big mouth bass. And so I was able to connect with that and he was moving very slowly and the water was going through the gills. And all of a sudden I started to hear a calling to, to uh, move to someplace on the beach. And I was thoroughly enjoying being with all these animals and trees, but it, the calling was pretty persistent. And so I, I slowly stopped being a bass and feeling the energy of the tree and the ice and, and thanked them. I said, thank you so much for that. And I walked over to the beach and, and was drawn to a particular rock. And so I sat on the rock and I'm not that flexible physically. And my head was mm-hmm. all the way down onto the beach and I, I actually became the rock and I was able to understand that rocks really do have energy and that every time that I had skipped a stone, it really was not a great idea and that I should ask permission from the, from the rock in order to do that. Well, all of a sudden, I heard a whistle and my chief financial officer, who I ended up selling the company to, um, was going out for a run. And I thought, oh, my gosh, like I had. I, I really didn't think it would be good for him to see me bent over <laughs> right. in the position of a rock. And so I slowly rose. And at that exact moment, there was a green flash. And and then Bob was right there. And he says, hi, Becky, what are you doing? And I'm like, uh, uh, well, I, I was just out here getting ready. He says, well, is the corporate retreat still on? And I said, yes. And I said, what time is it? He said, well, it's 20 minutes of nine. So I had been out there for four hours. And so wow. I said, oh, yes, I, I just need to uh, to 
go write a few notes. And so I went in and I wrote all of this down. And when I was writing it down, I actually drew, automatically drew a picture of, instead of a fairy with wings, I call it a fairy, but it was more like an elf with the Mm -hmm. twirled up toes and the striped socks and the pointed hat. And, And I looked at this and I'm like, what is that? And then I thought, oh my gosh, that was the green flash. And so, so then it was nine o'clock and I needed to leave this corporate retreat and it went great. But a part of my brain was like, fairies are real. I really saw a fairies. Tolkien with all his stories about the hobbits, that was absolutely correct. And so it was a great corporate retreat. I, I was just, I couldn't believe that this had happened. And a couple of days later, I walked into my, um, the shaman, Nancy Ariel, and she didn't know any of this. And she said, Becky, I see you've met the fairies. And my mouth dropped open, and I'm like, holy mackerel, how'd you know that? She says, well, they're all over you. So a couple wow. of months later, I go to the, the American Occupational Therapy Conference, and I'm you know, I'm pretty involved and volunteer a lot. And I, I don't know whether I was president of the Delaware OT Association at the time, but I was pretty active. And people would say, how are you doing? And I said, I saw a fairy and they looked at me like I was cracked <laughs> and, and I didn't get it because I was so thrilled with this concept. And they said, uh, excuse me. <laughs> and you know, I would go on to somebody else. How are you doing? Becky? Do you know, I had the best time. I just saw a fairy. Fairies are real. Well, I said that about four times and then realized that I was sort of not being received correctly. Right. And it, it actually, <laughs> It sort of put me back with the association, I'd say about 10 years. And, you know, now I'm coming back and actually I'm teaching Reiki at the same association. So that's totally great. But uh, it was really quite something. And to have this whole theory experience validated by my shaman, where she was able to perceive that I had met the theories, I was like, oh, all right, theories are real. And so yeah. they, they hang around with me all the time. It's a very joyful experience, and they laugh, and they sing, and they dance, and it's a blast. Wow, wow. And for those people who weren't <laughs> who weren't quite ready to receive the message, maybe someday they will. But, you know, good for you for sharing what you were seeing and experiencing, even if someone else isn't ready to accept it or believe it. I mean, that takes a lot of courage and a lot of vulnerability. Well, at the time, I wouldn't think that it was courageous because I had no filter. Like I was just going through so many wonderful things. And I thought everybody would be excited about the fact that fairies are real. But, um, you know, I've talked to some of the same people nowadays and I'm still around and I'm still volunteering and it's right. still fine and it's good. So, so yeah, Fabulous. it was quite, it was quite, quite an experience. Great. Well, thank you for sharing. We're going to take another quick break. Uh, When we come back, we'll wrap up and uh, hear some final words of wisdom from Becky. If uh, you have any questions, give us a call at 866-451-1451. Stay tuned. There are artists and then there's Alice Asmar. This award-winning artist has spent her entire life devoted to her artistic pursuits and has had a lifelong fascination with American Indians of the Southwestern United States. Her book, Dance to the Great Spirit, 
showcases her drawings and paintings inspired by sacred rituals of the Pueblo Indians, and four of her lithographs are in permanent collection at the National Museum of American History and the Smithsonian Institution in Washington, D.C. She is one of four artists in the United States to win a Woolley Fellowship for study in Paris at L'École des Beaux-Arts and has been featured in numerous publications. She's exhibited at the world's most prestigious museums and galleries and recently won a 20-year service award from the Burbank City Council and the inaugural art competition of the Foundation of the United States in Paris. Visit www.asmarart.com, www.aliceasmarinternational.com, and email alice at aliceasmar at aol.com. Are you looking for employment and live in Los Angeles, Orange, Riverside, and San Bernardino counties? Jobs Annex is the place for you. Are you an employer looking to fill a position or quite a few positions in Los Angeles, Orange, Riverside, and San Bernardino counties? Jobs Annex is for you. Employers, JobsAnnex.com is your resource for career-minded people. JobsAnnex.com is the convenient place for job seekers and employers to hook up and move forward. Jobs Annex has been serving Los Angeles, Orange, Riverside, and San Bernardino counties for over 14 years. Jobs Annex is a former employment search firm. We've evaluated many thousands of resumes and we understand what employers want and what job applicants need to be successful in their interviews. At Jobs Annex, we provide you with the tools to tell your story for free. Our resources at JobsAnnex.com will help each applicant construct an award-winning resume, an eye-catching cover letter, and key interview questions to ask in various types of interviews. Best of all, it's free. JobsAnnex.com. That's J-O-B-S-A-N-N-E-X.com. Welcome back. I'm your host, Jennifer Monahan, and we're coming to you live from BBM Global Network and TuneIn Radio. You're listening to Living a Courageously Authentic Life, and today we have a special guest with us. We have Becky Austell Clausen with us. She's the author of How My Brother, uh, sorry, Changemaker, How My Brother's Death Woke Up My Life. And we've been talking about connecting with people who have passed on to the afterlife. And Becky, throughout our, our call today, you've uh, shared uh, quite a few experiences about uh, your process and what's in your book. Can you tell us a little bit about how your book has been received? You know, Jennifer, I, I published this with some trepidation, and I was absolutely thrilled with the reception. Last spring, my husband and I are visiting all these national parks, and we were out in Olympic National Park, and we were in the whole rainforest. I didn't even know we had a rainforest, but we were in the, in the rainforest of the United States, and I got word that Changemaker had won three awards, and could I please come to New York City and go to the Book Expo of America and get these awards, and it's been a wow. blast. It was such a validation for after-death communication, and and I have to say, I was quite thrilled. I'm like, all right, after-death communication is hitting the mainstream. So it's been received really well. Thank you for asking that. That's wonderful. That's wonderful. And, and you know, I, as I've said before, I've read your book and thoroughly enjoyed learning about the journey you were on and, and how it's changed your life. Do you have, you know, as we're, I know we're wrapping up the show here, but do you have any final word or advice for our listeners about connecting with people who have passed on or anything along those lines? Sure. The, the main thing that I would like to encourage everybody is to believe that we can communicate with our loved ones that have passed on, that this is not all life is. We're, this is this earth time existence is only one step in eternity. And so, gosh, when we think about that, we can have continuing relationships with our loved ones and they'll, they'll send us signs, 
don't fool around sometimes with with electricity or the radio or the TV or we might see an animal that reminds us of them. Believe it. Believe that we are communicating that you that the listener is communicating with with their loved one and send love and it'll be received. Wow. Well, and one of the ways, uh, and I know we're running out of time here, but one of the ways that you mention in your book um, to connect with people is automatic writing. What is that? It's when your your hand actually starts to move across the page without your own volition, and that happened to me actually after I was talking to the to the to the um, folks at, at the American Occupational Therapy Conference. I met a woman that was describing automatic writing, and I thought, "Wow, that's sort of interesting." And the next day, I was out riding my horse, and then I always write down in the journal. And my mm-hmm. hand started to move across the page, and I thought, oh, my gosh, I could either flip out or believe it, and I believed it, and it has been wonderful. And so that's when we actually receive written communication from our loved ones, and that's also possible. It's, it, was, it is amazing. I probably have 4,000 pages of information to share about that. Wow. Wow. Where can people get a copy of Changemaker, How My Brother's Death Woke sure. Up My Life? Yep, Amazon. Just plug in Changemaker or Changemaker Rebecca, and it'll come right up. Or Barnes and Noble or indie bookstores nationwide. And if for some reason it's it's uh, not in, on their shelves, they can get it within just a couple of days. And so it's it's available Great. all over the place. And um, right. And then my course is yep. All right. Fabulous. So folks, head out to Amazon and check out Changemaker. I want to thank you for joining us today, and we look forward to talking to you again next week. Have a great day. This has been Living a Courageously Authentic Life with host Jennifer Monahan. Listen each week as Jennifer helps you get down to the core of who you are, discover and connect to your inner spark, and bring that forward consistently and consciously in your day-to-day life. Here on Jennifer Monahan's Living a Courageously Authentic Life. You've been listening to the BBM Global Network. The ideas, views, and opinions of this broadcast are those of the participants of the program and are not necessarily the ideas, views, and opinions of the BBM Global Network Company.